Covering the crew all season long on WTMJ, it's Brewers Extra Innings. Now live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios in downtown Milwaukee at the Avenue, here is your host, Dominic Catronio. October official for the fifth time in six years, the Milwaukee Brewers are headed to the postseason. As called by our own Lane Grindle here on WTMJ, and they did so emphatically. 16 to 1. How about them apples? 16 to 1, a 12 run second inning. We're firing ourselves up here on WTMJ. The Brewers are officially playing October baseball, uh, all but certain to be hosting a wild card series on Tuesday, October 3rd. Tickets went on sale today on Brewers.com, so you should go check those out. It is all but official that the Brewers will be hosting at this point. The magic number for the division is one, which means they can win tomorrow, and it doesn't matter what the Cubs do, or the Cubs can lose tomorrow, and it doesn't matter what the Brewers do. So that is what is in front of the Brewers as they get ready to make it official. Today seems like a much more subdued celebration. You could tell just by the way they lined up like usual to celebrate. No big uh, rush out like you'd see on a walk-off or anything like that. I think we'll see a much larger celebration tomorrow if the Brewers manage the victory uh, in Miami. And that's how you always want to do it, right? And, and the, the oddity of this is that the Brewers are going to be playing after the Cubs have already begun. They won't be done by the time the Brewers start their game tomorrow. But the Cubs start at 120, the Brewers start at 310. So uh, you're going to be scoreboard watching, keeping an eye of what's going on in Chicago and get an idea of if the Brewers need to win or if they can get a loss and move on. 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620 if you want to join us here on the program. Uh, Craig Kishan is going to be with us once his television duties are over with as well. There is a lot to talk about from this one, offensively, defensively, the pitching, and you can start the plan of what you're going to do. You know, job's not completely finished. I'm sure Craig Council would say something like that to make sure that they stay focused for the Central tomorrow, but it, it's got to feel good right now, right? Let, let's just, I was looking back through the schedule earlier today for the Brewers, and I remember when they dropped to 500 after getting swept at home by the Oakland A's and then got swept in Minnesota, right? That felt like the low point of the season. They were 34-34, and 34, right? And yet they're only one game back in the division because in the beginning of this season, the division was pretty brutal. The Brewers, this is a stat that I had to remind myself on this, and it blew my mind. The Brewers all season long have never been more than two games back in the division. All season long. At the end of the day today, they will spend yet another day in first, their 114th day in first place. The Brewers, last time they were at least two games back, and that was the most they were. Last time they were two games back in the division, was when they lost on July 8th, the Saturday before the All-Star break. Okay, 
They lo- they lose a game to the Reds. They fall to two games back. They have not been two games back since then. The closest they've been was in a game and a half at the end of July on trade deadline day. On trade deadline day, they lost on a walk-off. They lost to the Nats. Remember the errors? Carlos Santana had a rough go of it. Devin blows a save. And everybody was panicking again. They couldn't quite get off the ground early. Mark Hanna got off to a slow start. Carlos Santana had to deal with a, a, a stomach bug that he wasn't quite as effective as he would hope. The Brewers had got swept by the uh, Braves. They get sweet that get swept by the Dodgers. And everyone's like, oh, man, it's only a two-game lead here with 40 games to go. And you're staring at those two series of the Cubs remaining. Then the tear that they're on right now. Baseball's best record since August 18th when that sweep started against the Rangers. 23-9. and 23-9. and Best record in baseball since August 18th. The closest it got in the division was a game and a half after the Brewers lost the series to the Pirates. That was on the heels of losing the series to the Cubs when they made it three. So it got all the way down to a game and a half. They had an off day on Thursday, and then the Cubs had a day game on Friday of that week. And by the time the Brewers were done with their game in Yankee Stadium, they were up three games again. And they never looked back from there. They are still up eight games in the division since the Cubs won earlier today. Taking a peek at the Reds, that game is over. The Pirates beat the Reds 7-5, to so... Officially official, the Reds are eliminated from NL Central contention. After all the talk about July, Brewers fans, you guys wore it, proud of you, didn't buy into the hype, said, hey, there's still a lot of ball left. There's still Craig Timber. And I want to make one quick soapbox point here. This year has obviously swirled around rumors of Craig Council. That he's in a contract year. Nobody really knows exactly what his plans are after the season. Is he going to go watch his sons play college ball? Watch his daughter in high school? Uh, is he going to stick with the Brewers? Is he going to follow David Stearns like some people are trying to report and make that happen? Regardless of what's going to happen, with Craig Council at the hell of, helm of this team, you better cheer the hell out of that man in the postseason introduction. I want the loudest cheer for Craig Council. He has worn it. You, he, I, they showed a shot of him today in the clubhouse. It was 12 to nothing, and he's still grinding. He's taking his notes. He is staying stern. He is staying locked in. It's 12 to nothing. It's all about the leader of the team, and the motto of this team has been connected, being connected to the clubhouse. It's a buzzword, I know, but there's something happening right now. Craig Council has this team firing on all cylinders. Matt Arnold supplied the team what they needed. The Josh Donaldson move is looking like a stroke of genius right now, and I was openly skeptical about it. I will wear that. Hand up. I've got no problem with wearing that. What was the worst that could happen? But what was the best that could happen? He continues to produce and play solid third base. Mark Canna has been the team MVP since the trade deadline. William Contreras might have been the trade of the year 
in all of baseball to get both Piops and Contreras and another minor league arm that's going to go to the Arizona Fall League this year for one fringe fourth outfielder when you've got more outfielders on the way. And oh, by the way, the number one prospect in baseball is 19, year old, 19 years old. He's in AAA and he's in your organization. The Brewers are in great shape. Don't believe the doomsday people. Oh, first round exit. They never show up in the offseason. They're still in great shape. This is the healthiest the organization has ever been. Playoffs in five of the last six years. A pitching staff that everybody is afraid of. And if Christian Yelich, I'm not saying he's going to hit two homers every night the rest of the season, but if Christian Yelich needed that break to produce this Christian Yelich like we saw in June and July, oh, man. With this lineup, a product, I mean, Yelly Contreras, let's put Santana in the three-hole, Canna cleanup, Adamas fifth, Freelick sixth, Donaldson seventh, Terang eighth, Tyrone, if he gets healthy, ninth. That's a great lineup, man. This is when you're allowed. Now we get excited. Now we start looking ahead. And once this division is done and you get ready to host a playoff game, this is going to be a ton of fun. 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. This one from Aaron in Illinois. Let's celebrate the crew postseason berth just the way they had drew it up with Telez on the mound getting the final out. Most runs in an inning for the crew since July of 1990. The uh, Let's clinch the Central tomorrow with a win. We'll be on YouTube tomorrow, by the way, if the Brewers clinch. We'll be on YouTube with the clincher. It looks like it's going to happen on the road, so we won't get that live clubhouse coverage like we would have hoped at home. But uh, we will be on YouTube on the day that they get the clinch. So if the Cubs lose tomorrow, I'm going to book it over to the studio and get ready to do that show live on YouTube. It'll be a more extended fashion on that one. Uh, the... Quite this one from Chef Ed. Who will have scored more, the Brewers or the Packers by Sunday? So that's a good one. I mean, 16. Holy cow, this is a baseball game. 16 runs in a baseball game. Fantastic stuff. 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. If you want to join us here on the show, Craig Kishan is going to be with us in just a few moments. want to thank our presenting sponsor all season long, been with us since day one. That's Fifth Third Bank with a local Milwaukee team. Fifth Third Bank also knows how to hit it out of the park. They've been serving businesses in the area for nearly 15 years, offering industry-specific expertise and local decision-making capabilities. It's going to help your business succeed. This is commercial banking value that only Fifth Third can deliver. Fifth Third Bank, National Association, member FDIC. Take a breather. Come back with more coverage. Brewers are in the postseason. Stay with us on WTMJ. This one's for you. Baby, you my thing. You are Woo. the pony. We could do 16 it. 16 to 1. Barely keep up. 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. Want to get to the phone lines here while Craig Kishan joins us in a few moments. I'm Dom Catronio. Let's get out to Brian in Tosa. Brian, you waited through the break. You're live on Brewers Extra Innings. As always, thanks for taking my call, Dom. Um, I'm the one that always calls, and you take me to task, but I'm on board now. Um, <laughs> if we do this, we have our best shot since 18, and I think 
We can beat the Dodgers. I'm still concerned about the Braves, but I think uh, you know I still think we have the better pitching overall. And if we hit and can match them somewhat, we're not going to hit the home runs that they can hit. But if we can uh, limit that, uh, we're starting to hit for power now. If Yelich is healthy, I mean it's it's there for the taking. I, this is the most confident I've been probably since 18, and um, they're coming in hot. Look what the Cardinals did 12 years ago. They had had to play for their playoff lives. They took that momentum all the way to the World Series. Uh, we're not playing for our playoff life. I just hope we don't let the get off the gas that much for the last few days of the season. Obviously, we want to rest, guys. We want to set ourselves up. But we do need to you know, keep the eye on the prize and keep everybody on track. So don't do like the Packers did uh, when they got beat by the Giants. When they came out 15-1, and they rested people the last week. And Giants, again, were playing for their playoff life. They came in red hot. So I hope you know we, we got to balance it. Obviously, we don't want the injuries and we got our pitching lined up. But. As long as we do that and everybody stays healthy, we got as good a chat as anybody, I think. I agree entirely. Appreciate you coming around, Brian. Appreciate your listenership all season long. I, I think Brian makes a good point, too, about coming in hot and keeping the pedal to the metal. In my opinion, the Brewers actually have an advantage. I know that they're going to clinch early here and get the division wrapped up, but I think it truly is an advantage to be playing in the wild card round. Uh, as opposed to having to wait five days and find out who your opponent is, like the Braves and the Dodgers will have to do. And I agree with Brian saying, I think they can beat the Dodgers. Now, let me throw the disclaimer out here. Let me just pour some cold water real quick. The Dodgers and Braves are elite teams. The Brewers are on the borderline of that elite team. This current iteration, I think, is an elite team. I want to see him do it all together now that Yelly is healthy. Now, let's let's get a bigger sample here at the end to make sure that Yelly is healthy. But if if this is the version of Yelly, I'm saying if we're getting a, a, a Yelly that's two for five or two for four with a walk, a double, a hard hit single, a stolen base, sprinkle in a homer here and there, that's the Yelly that can help this team win games. Continue to put pressure on the team. I remind folks, too, look, the Dodgers are no pushover. They swept the Brewers. They won five out of six games head-to-head. They, they've got their number. Granted, they were a completely different team in May, and the Brewers weren't quite hitting their stride. And Honestly, that Dodger Stadium series got them going in the right direction. And like we said earlier, the best record in baseball since that series. Uh, appreciate the call there, Brian. This one from another Brian uh, texting in. Great show. We are in great shape. The outfield is filled with talent. How do we keep them all? Craig, manager of the year, do you think? we got to get that stadium fixed. Go, crew. Keep up the great work. So I, I, let's start with Craig. Yes, manager of the year has to be, hands down for me. Uh, what's going to hurt Craig Council's candidacy is if the Reds make the postseason because all the East Coast media that doesn't actually watch the Brewers are going to be like, oh, wow, the Reds came out of nowhere. We should give it to them. Even though the Brewers went 10-3 and against the Reds this year and outmanaged them, outclassed them in every phase of the game this year. But, hey, what do I know? Yes, Craig Count- this has to be the year that Craig Council gets manager of the year. And as far as how do you keep them all, uh, that's an off-season question. And Garrett Mitchell could even be up by the end of the season as well. 855-616-1620 if you want to join us. Real quick, though, I do want to hear from Christian Yelich. He spoke with Lane Grindle after the contest today. He had a huge day. Here's what he had to say to Lane in the postgame, clinching the postseason. Josh, uh, Christian, we just heard your, your second home run on the highlight package right there. Uh, what a night. What a return to this lineup, and, and what a special night for this organization to punch their ticket for the fifth time in six years. 
Um, you've been a part of all of these. So what has this journey been like maybe compared to some of the other ones of the past? Yeah, I mean, each year is special. You know, it's no it's no guarantee that you're going to make it to postseason. Um, a lot of things have to go right. A lot of guys have to play well each night to just win one game uh, in the big leagues. You know, so for us to have a group that's able to do that again, uh, I think it's, it's definitely worth taking a minute to, to celebrate that and acknowledge how big of an accomplishment that is. And hopefully, uh, you know, tomorrow we can do the next one, which is, uh, you know, celebrating the division. But anytime you make postseason special, you, know, you never know when it's going to be your last. You need to appreciate um, every opportunity that you have, you know. And then once you get in, anything can happen. You know, whether you're the favorite, the underdog, doesn't really matter at that point. You just got to you gotta see if you can be the best team, get hot, and uh, do the things you need to to win. You had a big night tonight. Looks like you're feeling very good. Um, just kind of take me through your night and uh, the two home runs specifically. Yeah, I mean, for me, it was just good to be back out there. Um, you know, feeling good, and you just wanted to try to put together good at-bats. You know, do what you can to just kind of get back in the flow of, of playing in a major league game again because, you know, taking about two weeks off and then jumping right back into the fire is not really – um, something that's easy to do all the time. You don't really know you're going to be timing-wise or um, how it's going to be. You know, so I had a pretty bad at bat my first one, swinging at the first pitch and <laughs> hitting it off the end. And then after that, kind of locked it in. And the guys did a really good job there in the second inning of just taking really quality at bats and stringing a bunch of hits together, running the bases really well. And we were kind of able to put the game away at that point. Yeah, you're about 16 inches from another home run as well. You almost had three tonight. Uh, final question for you, then we'll let you go because uh, I know you want to enjoy this one with your teammates. Do you think that there's ever been a position player that's finished a game in a postseason clinching situation like Rowdy Teles did tonight? I don't know. They've they played baseball for a really long time, so you never really know. I'm sure there's potentially been been one time, but um, you know, anytime you can play a big series, you know, the Marlins are a potential playoff team. They're a really good team, so anytime you can finish the game with a position player on the mound and it's for a good reason, um, you'll definitely take it. So. It's a good one for the boys tonight. Hopefully we can celebrate it and then um, come back here tomorrow and try and finish the job. Sounds like a plan. Thanks, Christian. Appreciate it. You got it. Thank you. Christian Yelich with us here on the postgame show. Josh, back to you. All right. Well, actually, to Dom here, but that was from our network postgame show a few moments ago. He's an easy pick for player of the game brought to you by the Salvation Army. Every day the Salvation Army provides shelter, meals, and support to those in need, and your donations make a difference. Visit samilwaukee.org to help today. Right now, please be joined by Craig Kishan here on WTMJ. And, man, uh, we sit here, we cover this team. Sometimes uh, we get lost in the sauce, but just looking at it from the external the Milwaukee Brewers, the smallest market in baseball, some of the most baseball-savvy front office across the entire landscape, is in the postseason for the fifth time in the last six years, and they're one game away from clinching the NL Central from the titans of the sport like the Cubs and the Cardinals. And it's becoming old hat that Craig Council is giving a champagne toast, getting ready for the division title if it comes tomorrow or if it comes on Sunday because they have bigger expectations. And he, his own words were, this is a championship team. And Craig, darn it, I think I'm starting to believe it. Well, it, it was so cool to hear that from Craig Council because you know that they believe in themselves. But, but to hear the manager say to his entire outfit, uh, we should be champions. We're capable of being champions. We're playing like champions. So let's go out and get a championship. Um, you can only do that if you're in the playoffs. If you've won your division, they're in good shape to do that, obviously. Um, if you have an elite pitching staff, if you have really good timely hitting like we saw tonight, um, 
I, I just think it's really impressive in so many ways. I mean, I, I could go on and on and on, but I think, you know, one of the things that I've enjoyed so much about this team this year and enjoyed so much about the second half versus last year is this team just has a, a great championship-type chemistry. There are no standout superstars on this team because even the guy who may only play a few times a week is still getting big hits or still making big pitches. So this has been uh, a pleasure to watch since I've seen most of their history. And um, this is definitely a different team, in my opinion, than any other playoff-bound team. Let's uh, let's rewind here as well. I, when I opened the show, I looked back to that time in June when the Brewers – Lost, uh, they got swept by the A's, and then they lost back-to-back games in Minnesota with a Devin Williams blown save blown in there. And it felt like that was rock bottom, right? They go down to 500, but yet then I looked at the standings. There were only one game back at that time. This team has not been more than two games back ever in the NL Central. And they were a game and a half up, only a game and a half up, after they lost that series to the Pirates. And everybody was panicking, and everybody was freaking out. And that's the closest it's been in a month. The Brewers have been the best team in baseball since that Dodger series. They are resilient, they are playing well, and I think it's all because of their leader, Craig Council, and some great acquisitions, of course, too. But I think that is your answer right there for why Craig Council deserves to be Manager of the Year he has righted the ship. He has trusted the process, using all the cliches here. But the truth is, the Brewers' talent shined thanks to their manager not letting them panic. Yeah, and it's in his pedigree not to not to let that happen to a team, and and to to make sure that the team knows who who the leader is, who the captain of the ship is, and he certainly is that guy. Uh, for every team that he has managed, the the respect value is to me it's off the charts. But I think this particular team, you know, like I said, I, I think this is a different and maybe uh, the most unique in a good way playoff team versus all the others. This is their fifth in six years, uh, so this has been pretty recent uh, because I, I really believe that this team reflects Craig Council and how he played and how he won two different World Series with two different teams and, and the role he played. He was, not, he was never a superstar in his baseball career, but he was always somebody you could count on for more than 15 years as a player. And uh, a, a person, a player that the two championship teams he was on wanted and went out and, and got to be on their team and factored in to really important and decisive championship level games while he was playing it. So nobody knows how to do this better than, than counts. And just the way that they're going about it. um, I I think it's a great, great story. We're not done with it. There's still another chapter or two to go. And he keeps saying he wants to deliver a world series championship. And there's absolutely, absolutely no reason that this team can't pull it off versus anybody else in the field. They are right there with everybody, the Braves, the Dodgers, the Astros, uh, whoever right now. You can't tell me why this team shouldn't win a championship and all those other teams should. It's, they are right there in elite team, step for step, with every single one of those teams that you just listed. I agree 
entirely. 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. Let's load up some of these texts. Uh, I see Cade there on the phone line. I'll get to you here after the break. Stay with us. Craig Kishan has joined us on WTMJ. Of all the stats I had to dig up today in a 16-to-1 game, the Brewers have clinched the postseason. I'm Dom Cotrodio, Craig Kishan's with us. I've been outdone by Adam McCalvey here, Craig. Uh, you're going to love this. The Here's the list of pitchers who secured the final out the day the Brewers clinched a postseason berth. Raleigh Fingers in 81, Bob McClure in 82, CC Sabathia in 08, John Axford in 11, Jeremy Jeffress in 18, then Josh Hader in game 163, Junior Guerra in 19, Adrian Hauser in 20, Josh Hader in 21, and now Rowdy Telez in 2023. That is the best, man. That is the best. I mean, when when he came on, and uh, and I think he said he hasn't he hadn't pitched in a game and uh, until back at his junior year in high school in some championship that he was playing, and he said it didn't go well. Uh, <laughs> It, it was hilarious to watch. He had um, he delivered ball four, and uh, after that was able to deliver a strikeout all in one at bat. So he had a he had a bizarre outing on the mound, uh, but he also had some hilarious things to say after the game regarding that too. And um, it, it's great stuff. I mean, I, again, I, I think this is a, a small sample, even though it everyone was laughing and it was entertaining. It's just another sample of, of how far this team goes to stay together and and have a good time together, stay loose, and make sure you win at the end of the day. It, and winning is all that matters, and it's a lot more fun to win than it is to lose. Uh, this text is from Casey in Blanchardville. When does the manager of the year voting begin? That's all done after the season, the regular season ends, so the playoffs cannot influence it at all. Congrats to the Brewers, and congrats to Aaron Judge becoming the first Yankee with three multi-homer games. That matters for the wild card race, given they beat up on the Diamondbacks today as well. What a great night for baseball as well with Ronald Acuna Jr. too. I agree. Appreciate the text there, Casey. Bring out the cowbells tomorrow because I'm going to have a fever. Let's go, Brew Crew. I brew leave. I like that one. That's a lot of fun as well. Let's let's talk a little bit about the game here before we get a little too big picture here. Uh, a 12-run second inning, and Craig, you and I are sitting here watching it, and it was just like, okay, cool. All right, four-run inning. Okay, cool. Six-run inning. Okay, cool. Nine-run inning. Oh, my God, they scored 12. Like, it, it, it really, truly is the anchorman meme. It's just like, wow. That escalated quickly. You looked up and it was twelve nothing. Yeah, and and I said to you, I go, I've covered this team for what twenty three years now, just solely baseball, and and I never ever ever remember an inning that close. And and when you found that the biggest inning was nineteen ninety, and it was only one more run, I'm like, this is unbelievable stuff going on here right now. And I don't know it to me uh, when the Marlins started this game with an opener and were on their third pitcher with what uh, an out in the second inning. I'm like, this, this is going to get silly here in a hurry, but you can never imagine that 15 guys would come to the plate and they would score 12 runs and everybody who got to bat that inning got a hit too. I mean, that's just crazy, crazy stuff to talk about in one inning, but man, what a great example of why 
baseball is the most unique sport and makes it the most entertaining because you never know what you're going to see. And just when you think you've seen it all, the old phrase, you haven't. Uh, looking with our friends at Sport Radar, it is the first time since 1974, at least, so we can assume, given the Brewers' history in 70, uh, that this is the first time that has ever happened where an entire Brewer lineup collected a hit in an inning in Brewers' history. We can safely assume that since Sports Radar, Sport Radar's data confidently goes back to 1974. Brewers, of course, started in 70, and they were pretty bad in those first few years. So I, I'm, I'm pretty okay with calling it. Uh, it's not a common occasion, obviously, the Brewers getting 12 runs in a game, but I, I, I know Yelly hit two bombs, and I know J.D. started it with a home run, but that's the kind of inning that the Brewers have been having. I mean, it's still an excellent inning. It's still an eight-run inning without the homers, right? That's how good this offense has become all of a sudden because they're lethal in multiple ways. They've added the power with Donaldson, and if Yelich is healthy, he's got the power. Contreras has got power. Santana's got power. You've got on-base ability with Sal, with Canna, uh, e- even with a guy like Bryce Terang got a couple of knocks as well. And then y- you throw in the thought that the Brewers win games without home runs, and oh, by the way, they're suddenly hitting home runs. That's why we're all so excited because the big flaw of this offense was, well, nobody wanted this all-or-nothing offense like we saw last season where they hit third-most home runs in the National League, but what good did it do them? Now they're a contact-oriented, on-base-oriented offense. We talked about it, how many walks they drew tonight, and it seems like every walk cashed in because of bat-to-ball ability, runners in scoring position, and this is just a completely different attack than what we were feeling at this time in 2022. Well, and I and I think, you know, you look at tonight and, and you could say, what if Josh Donaldson hit a home run for you, you know, every third game he plays or every, every you know, maybe every other. Maybe that's asking a lot, but, but we're also at a stretch where, you know, we're winding up the regular season, going to the postseason, and you just never know how hot guys can get. Clearly, uh, his stop here in Milwaukee versus where he was in New York earlier this year uh, has been has changed his life basically right now because he's he's happy here he's loose he's contributing to the team in a big time way and providing something as you said uh, Dom that this team really didn't have and that's a guy that can send one out of the park I mean send one out of the park and and have it be a difference maker have it be you know a multi run home run as well. Um, and then Christian Yelich, you know, what we saw to Christian Yelich tonight and, and his pop, we know he's capable of doing. He did it earlier this year and then tailed off a little bit and then has missed the last two weeks, basically, and tried to get back to 100%. And I think we've seen uh, what he can do at 100% and, and maybe at the determining time of the season, how focused he has become here. I mean, if you just take those two guys right there, in addition to what Canna's brought since day one, um, uh, you know, they could be pretty lethal when it comes to power. This could be sneaky, great offense stuff. Uh, real quick, uh, I'm just going to knock out the read here with our friends at Annex Wealth Management, investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning from a fee-only fiduciary. Forget commission sales pitches and financial products you don't need. Know the difference. Annex provides elite, comprehensive financial planning customized to who you are and what you need. Go to AnnexWealth.com. Before I let you go, I just want to talk a little Corbin with you as things 
wind down here. Corbin's got one more start, it looks like, here for the Brewers as of now, but line up to next Thursday against the Cardinals. And I'll give him the benefit of the doubt today. He wasn't super sharp, and obviously he had to sit for like an hour in the second inning. Uh, it certainly takes all the adrenaline out of it, but if this is Cor- Corbin Burns' floor, having trouble with the breaking ball, having trouble getting a lot of strikes, having trouble getting ahead, five shutout innings with two walks and six strikeouts, uh, I-, I think when it's a much more engaging game, fire me up to see what Corbin Burns can do. Yeah, I agree 100% with that. Um, you know, he's... He's just so good. I think he's the one pitcher, though, uh, on this team that we ex- we expect greatness out of him because he is a great pitcher, and and he won a Cy Young, and he had a no-hitter, and he almost had another no-hitter here uh, recently as well. Um, I, I just think that he's the one guy that we expect perfection. I don't expect perfection from Woody, but Woody's almost been perfect. Um, when he's taken the mound this year. Uh, but there's just something about Corbin Burns, that feeling out on the mound uh, that, that he portrays he's capable of. Um, and, no, he didn't have his best stuff tonight, but you'd never know it just looking at the box score. Like you said, uh, if, if, this is, if this is his basement, uh, look out for the playoffs if he's, if he's able to dial it in. This should be a lot of fun. Craig Kishan will be chatting with you tomorrow. Hopefully it'll be with uh, beer cans flying and celebration for an NL Central Division win. Appreciate you as always, my friend. All right, Dom. All right, Craig Kishan here on WTMJ. we got plenty more to talk about here on the show. Brewers clinch a postseason berth, 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. We'll take a look at the playoff landscape coming up next on WTMJ. Another great note in baseball today. So Acuna got his 40th homer, so he's got a chance to be 40-70. Freddie Freeman got his 200th hit today. Uh, We talked about Aaron Judge having three homers today, the Brewers scoring 12 runs. And now Miguel Cabrera tied Henry Aaron for doubles in a career. He just hit his 624th double out in Oakland, so hell of a day. That's fun. Uh, real quick, let's get to the playoff picture. This segment is brought to you by Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Trust in your family's comfort at home all year long with Cider. And you can get a $1,000 instant rebate on a Dakin AC, fur- AC or furnace unit. And that's all the way through the end of October. You've got financing that's also available. Go to SEIDER.com. Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Cider.com. Let's give you the oh-so-convoluted and complicated, if the playoffs started today, which they don't, if the playoffs started tomorrow, here's what you would look like. Of course, the Braves will be the one seed. They're about to win their 100th game of the year tomorrow or this weekend at some point. Then the Dodgers would be the two seed. They get buys. Then the Brewers would be the three seed, winning the NL Central. They're one game away from doing so. They would be, as of now... Hosting the Cubs. However, this is where it gets complicated. The Reds have an opportunity to jump back into the picture right now. The Reds, all they need to do is tie the Cubs. They don't need to get ahead of the Cubs. They just need to tie the Cubs because they have that tiebreaker. Them losing to the Pirates today was was big, given the fact that they are now a game and a half back of the Cubs. 
Arizona's in that second spot, but they're only a game clear of Chicago. But similar to what Cincinnati's trying to do, all Arizona has to do is be tied with the Cubs, and they will stay ahead of Chicago because they won the head-to-head tiebreaker. As things stand right now, Miami's a game out, and it's where, you know, if the Brewers are going to keep on winning, it's giving the opportunity for the Cubs to be that three seed because Miami would have to keep falling. Cincinnati is going to try to take advantage of this and move forward. And mind you, next week, the Cubs have the Braves before they've got the Brewers. And if you're thinking, well, Tom, the Braves are just coasting. Uh, I, I beg to differ. The, the Braves are pretty darn good. They're going to be using their arms because they're going to be sitting for a week and a half. They need to use their guys. However, today they got bad news. Charlie Morton has an index finger sprain on his throwing hand. He's probably not going to make another start here until the postseason. So he's obviously got two weeks to figure that out. But Charlie Morton's regular season is done. They need to make sure he is ready for the postseason in two weeks' time. So if it started tomorrow, Philly hosting Arizona, Milwaukee hosting Chicago. That's in the wild card round. Milwaukee and Chicago would match up with L.A. Philly and Arizona would match up with Atlanta. Hope it all makes sense for you. We're going to hear from the skipper up next, Craig Council, a celebratory Craig Council after the Brewers win 16-1. to They have clinched a playoff berth. The magic number is down to one. Stay with us on WTMJ. Winning is fun. Winning is very fun. The Brewers can totally control when they're going to win the Central now. All they got to do is win one more game. One more game in these final eight, and it's over. Or if the Cubs lose, it's over. So in great shape with magic number being one for the division. They clinch a playoff berth today. I'm Dom Catronio. This is Brewers Extra Innings. We'll be with you all weekend long and throughout the playoffs as well. Hope you're hanging with us here this evening. Uh, Let's go ahead and hear from the manager because it's hard to sum up a whole season after a playoff berth. Obviously, the job's not finished, but... This team went through a bit, as every team does. Craig Council did his best to kind of summarize what's been turning, how things got going in the right direction, and what this team has been through lately. Here's Craig. How the team has um, kind of responded just since we left L.A. Um, You know, I think, um, you know, it just feels like the team kind of decided to, uh, we, we just, we just, it changed. I don't. I don't know how to. I don't know exactly how to describe it or how to say it. But um, you know, we were. We had a tough series in L.A. Um, and um, you know, things. Things have really turned around since. And then, and the way we've played, and the confidence that these guys have in each other, um, the, the connectedness of this team right now. Um, you know, it, it's a playoff team. And um, you know, we, we deserve to be there. The way this team's played the last six weeks. Trying to put up. 12 in the second and just totally eliminate any doubt. I mean, there probably couldn't be a better script you could have written for a game. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that inning was, you know, I don't, we were, we've never seen anything, I've never seen anything like it. Um, it, it was just one of those innings that um, everybody did something. You know, I thought just, you know, getting to the third reliever by the, to the 11th batter, you know, that's, that's, you know, that was, that's a good, that's well done. You know, we made him. You know they had a plan, and and um, you know I thought once we got that guy in there, I you know, obviously didn't expect a huge inning like that, but like you know, we were in good shape, and, and we were going to make it really tough on them. Um, so yeah, it became a you know an easy game, and um, guys did the job. How encouraging was it to see Craig 
Christian swing the bat the way that he did after the layoff? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think any of us were expecting that. I'm not sure he was expecting that, but uh, he, he had a great night. How are you going to handle him? Like, will he play every day now, do you think? Or will you kind of be careful? No, he'll play tomorrow. I mean, I, I we had, Murph and I said we've seen enough, you know, after. It's <laughs> 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 kind of what we what we said after the, the home run to center. How about giving Corbin a little, I mean, he had to work hard to get to the five. Yeah. But yeah, I thought he, now. yeah, I mean, he, um, he did. And I thought he threw a lot of, like, quality pitches that, I don't know if they were right below the zone, or I thought he threw a lot, bunch of good pitches, and um, we didn't get calls, or they were they were just balls, and they took them and did a nice job. Um, but he had he had good stuff tonight, and he stayed off barrels really really well. Um, so his job well done. We need to know about Rowdy. How did that discussion go, and how did he wind up in there? Yeah, well. Um, you know, I, I wasn't thinking Rowdy, and then Murph suggested Rowdy. Um, just as we were kind of trying to figure out how would Victor do it or how would Brian Anderson do it, and then Rowdy just seemed like the, the easiest guy in terms of moving guys around the field. So um, he went in and did a great job. Did you think he would have a strikeout in a postseason clinching game? Uh, I mean, he, he, fin he finished the game for us. He's on the mound when we clinched the playoff berth, so not on my bingo card. <laughs> we'll ask you later to name the left-handed pitchers who pitched who got the final out of a clincher in Brewers history. I think you'll get them. You've been there for all of them. All right, so that's a <laughs> hater for sure. And CC Savannah. Oh, yeah, there you and go. Rowdy Tellez. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Which one of these kids do <laughs> Counts, you've got the front office guys here, too, and it, it struck me that I think half of your RBIs today came from pickups from this year, either in season yeah. um, or, or before. Uh, how important is it for them to kind of be? Yeah, I mean, look, like how we supplemented the club this year at the deadline and, and, even, and then past the deadline with a guy like Josh um, has been really meaningful. Um, and, it, and I think it's, you know, it, it just it's changed our offense in the second half of the season. There's no question about it. We've, we talk about it daily. Um, Mark, Carlos, Josh now, um, it, it's made us a different offense. And, um, you know, those are guys that, that Matt and his staff um, did a great job to identify and then did a great job to, to, you know, you still have to go out and, you know, acquire them with, with a trade. Um, and they've been meaningful, meaningful pieces. They're, at the, they're in the middle of this and they're, and they're going to be in the middle of this going forward. Um, so when you think of it, you know, right now it's a third of your lineup. Um, you know, that's, that's, uh, that's a big deal. That's a huge deal. Uh, the, the Matt Arnold deserves just as much credit as Craig Council does. I mean, this is a very, very, very good roster. A mix of rookies, a mix of veterans. You've got more on the way. Garrett Mitchell might be up at the end of the season. Jackson Churio could be up by the end of next season. Uh, Sal Freelich homegrown. Blake Perkins acquired this offseason a completely under-the-radar depth move. And here he is celebrating on the big league field. He's got a walk-off this year. He had a home run yesterday. Like it, It's just been great. And I'm not going to say they've had a perfect track record. We were joking about it earlier today. This team broke camp with Luke Voigt and Javi Guerra, and those didn't work out. Uh, Andrew Chafin hasn't worked out. But you know what? It, it's a team. It's not an individual. 
And not everything's going to be perfect. That's why there's a batting average. No one ever hits 1,000. But, man, the, the Brewers have had a heck of a run in the last eight months or so since, uh, well, really more than that, the last 10 months since Matt Arnold officially took the reins from David Stern stepping down last October. So pretty wild stuff. Uh, we're not going to play all of the runs, but we're going to get some highlights. How about we relive it coming up next right here on WTMJ. Ready for this? This and this. Time for July highlights. Here's Dominic Catronio. Things started fast for the Brewers against the Marlins. Game one of a three-game weekend series. Corbin Burns going up against an opener, and uh, it did not go well. In the second inning is when we pick things up, and quite frankly, where we're going to end things today. It all started after a leadoff walk. You know how those usually go. Adamas reaches on the leadoff walk. The next batter was Josh Donaldson. 2-2. High fly ball, deep left field. De La Cruz goes back to the track at the wall. It is gone. Josh Donaldson, the bringer of rain, brings rain inside the dome here at Lone Depot Park. Lane Grindle's call here on WTMJ. So, hey, okay, look, two-run homer, no big deal, right? The next batter ended up striking out, but then... A one-out walk to Blake Perkins, and the lefty Okert is in there. Face one more batter in Christian Yelich, but he walks him too. So you're like, okay, now you go to the bullpen, you go to the bulk man, and you go to their man uh, with Hoeing. And Hoeing allowed an RBI single to William Contreras promptly through the right side. So all of a sudden, it's 3-0. Four pitches later, an RBI double by Carlos Santana. So it's now 4-0. Then it was Mark Canna coming to the plate with a chance to do more damage. First pitch to Canna. Drives this one out to right center field. Chisholm Jr.'s back at the track. It's off the top of the wall. Contreras will score. Santana burning around third. He's going to score. It's a two-run double for Mark Canna. And the Brewers lead it 6 to nothing here in Miami. It happened in the blink of an eye. And the next batter, for good measure, Sal Freelich went out an RBI single to make it five consecutive hits, seven consecutive batters reaching base. Next up, you go back to Adamas, back to the guy who started off the inning. He blooped a single into right field. He advanced to third on a ground out after the Marlins failed to cover third. So now there's two outs. Seems like things are calming down, making it seven to nothing at this point. Terang lines one in the left field, an RBI single to score a run. Blake Perkins, a double down the right field line to score another run. And how about just the big thunder of the night, Christian Yelich, once again. 2-0 pitch. High fly ball, deep left field. De La Cruz retreating back to the track. Gone! Christian Yelich! A two-run shot! It's a dozen in Miami! In the top of the second for the Brewers! The Boo Birds were out, but Yelly would not be done. And just for good measure, they would add an RBI single later in the game from Carlos Santana as well. Yelly had himself a great day. In fact, uh, he, he had such a great day, he decided to go yard one more time in the sixth inning. 2-1. High fly ball, deep center field. Going back is Chisholm at the track. Yelich again. Christian Yelich with his second home run of the night. His 19th of the season, it's a three-run shot. And the Brewers with a 16 to nothing drubbing of the Marlins right now in Miami. It's all the Lane Grindle show here tonight. Uh, Yelly's first three extra base hit game of the season, only his second 
since he fractured his knee in 2019. So a sign of things to come for Yelly. So let's have some levity here, shall we? With it being a blowout, position players tend to pitch in these sort of things. Rowdy Telez had the assignment in the bottom of the ninth and had Edward Cabrera at the plate. And the pitch, swing and a miss. He strikes out Jesus Sanchez. Telez puts both arms in the air. Willie Adamas in the dugout going crazy. He gets an ortho ASAP strikeout of Sanchez. Because why not? It was Sanchez. My scorecard's a mess. I apologize. And then, of course, the final call. A win gets them in. Here's what it sounded like from Lane Grindle. October official for the fifth time in six years. The Milwaukee Brewers are headed to the postseason. Fantastic stuff. And now the magic number is one. If they win tomorrow or the Cubs lose tomorrow, it's all over. The division belongs to the crew. We'll wrap up the program with the schedule coming up after this on WTMJ. Our thanks to Network Health, one of our newest sponsors on the show for over 40 years. Network Health has been making health insurance affordable and understandable so you can make the most of your coverage. You can be looking for individual coverage, Medicare Advantage, or coverage for your employees. You can find it all at NetworkHealth.com slash playoffs, and they've got a plan for you. NetworkHealth.com slash playoffs. Okay, last couple minutes of the program here tomorrow. We've got Brewers warm-up tomorrow before the game, 310 first pitch. I will be on the air at 2 right here on WTMJ. Uh, tomorrow, the Brewers are going to be throwing right-hander Brandon Woodruff. Uh, last I saw, it was scheduled to be Jesus Lazardo, and it still is. So Big Woo versus Jesus. If the Brewers win, they are NL Central champions. Again, we're on the air at 2, 310 Central time first pitch. And then on Sunday, it'll be a 1240 first pitch time. We will be on the air at noon for that one to get you ready for Brewers and Marlins. Uh, then they're coming home after finally an off day on Monday, and then we'll reassess everything from there. All right, they're in the postseason, but tomorrow could be the big one as well. My thanks to Craig Kishan, and my thanks to our producer, Tommy Wirtz. Tomorrow could be a big show. Stay tuned. I'm Dom Catronio. Until next time, keep on swinging.